Hello and welcome to an interesting choice on the Hat on Dog Network. Each month, your intrepid hosts, Martin and John, review weird, terrible or just plain interesting albums. Featuring special guest comedians, musicians and civilians, this podcast dissects and inspects a whole bunch of curious production choices. These discussions are presented here without comment. Bar one. Hmm, interesting choice. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's just our brand new episode today in your iTunes feed. How did I know you were on iTunes? I'm Psychic. Today's a great episode, guys. We're reviewing Nicki Minaj's The Pink Prince with our resident hip-hop expert, Chris Ward. It's a bit of a long episode, so let's get on to the show. Now, I don't know if anybody else has heard much from this album, apart from one song. Hmm. I remember this was the first time I really felt out of touch with pop music. I was around at a family gathering and <laughs> someone had brought up Nicki Minaj and I did not who that, know who that was at the time. And that was maybe like 2011 or something like after she broke. She broke her what? <laughs> this is how you're starting off? Yep. But yeah, I've caught up now and obviously out this album, Anaconda is the thing everyone's heard. But that wasn't the lead single. No, it was like the third or fourth, I think. Yeah, when we get to the song that was the lead single, I was very surprised that they chose that one. Hmm. So I'd only heard Anaconda. Hmm. What about yourself, Chris? You're yeah. more au fait with hip-hop. Sure. Like, I, I knew who Nicki Minaj was, obviously. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> so I will that's also always a good say start. I knew Nicki Minaj. I knew Nicki Minaj. All right, guys. Um, Fuck. Like, she'd been kicking about since, like, the kind of mid-2000s. Had done a few mixtapes and loads of guest spots on, like, Lil Wayne uh, tracks and stuff. He was part of the Young Money roster. And then her big breakout moment was, obviously, Monster, Monster. by Kanye West, which is still the greatest verse on that album. And, you know, just one of the, the best verses of this decade so far, I think. It's just, it's absolutely, it's a total attention grabber, you know. And uh, I think everybody after that in particular expected, like, massive, massive things from her, like, potential, you know. Greatest rapper alive. Yeah. Was but that before that, her debut album? That was came before out her first album came out in 2011. Yeah. Um, with Pink, Pink Friday. Yeah. It was mm. the first album. Um, which, you know, like, once the single started appearing from that, it was like, oh, this isn't quite what I was expecting from that verse uh, because she, she kind of tends to go a bit more poppy mm-hmm. with her own stuff. Uh, I'd but, always picked her as like this kind of caricature. Yeah. The way she sings, it's almost like pastiche. Well, that's kind Manor. of part of it as well. Like she, um, you know, even on Monster, she goes between like She's several got a lot different of vocal voices. Gimmicks, yeah, basically, yeah. which aren't really on this album. No, not at all. Hmm. Um, in fact, like I'd, uh, um, I was talking to a friend about this time last year, a friend from school I hadn't seen in ages, and we were just talking about music and stuff. And he brought What's up, the I name? think he thought, uh, I'm not, it's a, uh, a. Aronson. Let's go for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. No, he, uh, I, I really like the idea of you're struggling to find think yeah. of a name, so you go, I go through to, the I go, to the, I go to the top of the phone book. Um, no, so uh, you we do have your about, phone book with I you. I do. I'm looking at it right now. That's uh, just for just such mm. an emergency. But we were talking about music, and he thought that "Fancy" by Iggy Azalea was by Nicki Minaj, and I was like, "Well, no, there's there's several reasons why that's wrong." And <laughs> maybe there's an issue with that given some of the discussion around Nicky Azalea mm. uh, and when I told him it was Nicki Minaj he was like oh the girl who looks like an anime character <laughs> I was like well again yeah. I, would, I wouldn't maybe put it like in quite such terms Japanese racist character yeah, yeah, yeah. of a hip hop artist yeah, um, yeah um, just because I wasn't so familiar with her like she on this album she's just treme- she's mm. got tremendous flow and, yeah uh, but the production on this album is 
on a lot of the songs, much like a beetroot salad with a scanty supply of the main ingredient. Sparse beats. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Very minimalist drums and beats, which I like as well. And then she just hits in with like a pure yeah. lightning verse. I feel like it's a very post Beyonce kind of album. Like it feels mm. like, yeah. it's right. although, parts, although the, yeah. ti- the title is The Pink Print, which is obviously mm. riffing on The Blueprint, which is mm. Jay-Z's big, you know, personal statement, his big kind of, it's one of the kind of landmarks yeah. in modern hip hop. I say modern hip hop is now 15 years old. Yeah, modern but, hip hop. <laughs> modern hip hop. Decades you know, and a half. 20, 21st century hip hop. Listen, you know, it dropped on 9 11. So it's, it's, it's really <laughs> the first big album. It's, a post, of, it's the first, the first big post 9 11 album. album. Yeah. <laughs> that and Love and Theft by Bob Dylan both <laughs> dropped on 9 11. Which um, was the bigger bomb? Oh. 9 11, guys. It was 9 11. Mm. Well, you say bomb, but let's, you know. It was an essential job. Come on. Yeah. But, uh, Chris, the melting point of steel. That's all you've got. Yeah, my favourite part of it was like, you know, it reminds me a lot of the gases around the planet Earth. Atmospheric. Let's go into the first track. <laughs> um, all things go, guys. Again, having went into this, only heard Anaconda previously. This is, like, very weird to begin. Yeah. Mm. Um, a very sort of personal song. Um, it's a very good song. I think it's one of my favourite songs also. Nice sparse groove. Bit of a mm. boring chorus. She also says, yes, I suppose, to a marriage proposal, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, she does say... Um like just yesterday I swear it was 06 10 years ago and this album came out in 2014 so technically that positions this entire album as sci-fi because <laughs> it was set at that point in the very near future now yeah. now, now as we record this it is 10 years since it was 06 mm. in the past yeah, in the distant past but um, yeah at, at this point it's 2014 so it's only 8 years so really what she's saying with set up to this is this is the year 2016 who knows what the future will hold mm. and I'm going to say you used a lot of numbers there I didn't follow any <laughs> math guy I'm going to call me good, just call me goodwill hunting um, <laughs> on to the next track Sure. Um, I lied. Now, this song's from the perspective of George Bush, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. Because he lied about oil, guys. And 9/11. I don't want to get political. <laughs> 9-11. The melting point of steel. This also features a rattlesnake snare. Can we just play any part of this? Oh, that was a big one that time. <laughs> it's very bleepy, bloopy, in a good way. I think one of the things, like, just looking, you know, stuff up about the album, uh, Nicki Minaj apparently did, like, a kind of a, a Q&A on Twitter around about the time it came out. Um, Questions and answers, that is. That is, yeah, just sorry for the uninitiated. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm sorry I didn't want to get too technical or too, too industry. In the uh, biz, we call it In the biz, we call it Q&A. But, yeah, she said that this track was inspired by Enya. Yes, I have that note too. Yeah. In which, fact, I believe it read it was like two tracks that were inspired by Enya. This is the only one I found, which yeah, she because why Enya's a liar? <laughs> Just because like the background singing or something. Because Enya has hmm. such sick Orinoco flow. Right. Um. Yeah. That's that's one of my favorite songs. It's got that again. Ever. I, I'm a big ever. Yeah. No. On this track. On this album. Um, it's one of my favorite songs. One of my favorite song in this track. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Drake. This has that sludgy, atmospheric kind of sounds to it. It's another emotionally raw song. 
again, all I'm thinking is, when is Anaconda an aberration or is it going to just make her swift right turn into mm. that kind of pop song? We'll find out. On to the next song then. A song all about a particular kind of film from the 90s, The Crying Game. This yeah. has the last track had Rattlesnake production. This one has West Side Story percussion. <laughs> Can we play a little sample of that? Hmm. I also said production instead of percussion. Oh, I know you did. This reminds me a lot of uh, MIA's paper planes a little bit. That jangly guitar bit. Also, Asian rugs aren't a thing. I looked it up. It's Persian. Maybe it's, well, you know, you said, well, she's being very generic here. It could be Chinese mm. rugs. It could be... She's being racist, is te- what we're technically saying. Technically, Persia is in Asia. Mm. Okay. It's in the words. Right? Yeah. Persia, I retract Asia. my comment. You know, Asia's a big place. Mm. I'm sure at least somewhere in Asia. <laughs> they got a lot of rugs. They must have rugs somewhere in Asia. Yeah, your central conceit where was, Asia doesn't have rugs. I already retracted my comment. One of the biggest... Apologize of, to Asia One now. of the most outmoded imperialist stereotypes of Asia is flying carpets. <laughs> they have rugs. Martin, I could Not show rugs, you though. a world. Yeah. There are a ton of people credited on this album, though. There's a oh, yeah. ton of producers, yeah. like other performers. There's like four or five writers per mm. track. Well, that's another thing that reminded me of uh, of the Beyonce album because that was mm. one thing I always had. Like, I maintained when Beck won that Grammy over Beyonce and Kanye rushed the stage again in, in uh, you know, in protest. And then I was like, oh, I'm just kidding. I maintained. You shouldn't have been kidding. I know. Well, that's the thing. That's what I was saying. It's like Kanye might express his emotions like a dick sometimes. Mm. Sometimes. But uh, he is I, often I, in the right. And this is one his... case where he was absolutely <laughs> in the right. Beyonce deserved that, that Grammy over Back, but in saying that, you know, why? Is that, because she did a lot of the production and stuff. No, no, I what? just think because like it's a better album overall. And I right. don't really care who did the production on it, but I think it is a personal. You know, she co-wrote every track on the album. She did production on a lot of the album. She produces a track on mm. co-produces a track on the Pink Print. Yeah, but um, spoiler the alert. Point, yeah, spoiler alert. But I mean, it is it's the same situation as the Pink Print, where like she had like four or five producers on every track, several co-writers and stuff. But at the end result, it's still you know, what sounds like a personal album, you know, it sounds like, I, I think it's a more engaging listen than the Beck album was at the time. And there's the argument that because Beck played every instrument on every track and, you know, produced it himself, that that should count for something else. It's like, well, the end result is boring as shit, mm. then, you know. It, Does it the end really justify the means? Exactly, yeah. I don't know, this sounds like a song about abusive relationships, maybe. There's a part that talks about Caucasian doves, which I thought was yeah, a I thought that was, that was a good line. as well, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I assume it's not actually about being a member of the provisional IRA and no. falling in love with the pre-op Trans- transgender Trans- women. Um, so, I mean, I mean, hey, maybe it's maybe seen that film. May- <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's there and it's just deeply encoded in the lyrics. You know, maybe you really have to unpack them. But uh, as far as I can tell, uh, Jay Davidson isn't credited with turning no, up on this. No, not track. at all. That not film all. has been so spoiled for me. I don't think there's even a point in me watching it anymore. The biggest spoiler is everything everybody said is a lie. Yeah. Oh. The real spoiler is the real crying game was love. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the real crying game was ourselves. <laughs> uh, on to the next song. This is the sharp right turn for yes. the album. On to Get On Your Knees. I like this. Can we, can we hear about a bit of this? Just any chorus. Um, I don't have a time for a chorus, but I'll drop it in at about a minute. Yeah, just play any chorus and then listen to the accent on the get on your knees instruction. 
that could be German. That could be North Korean. I think. I don't know. Maybe North she's Korean. not doing like an accent. Specifically North, North Korean. Korean. Yeah. Let's talk <laughs> about the differences in North and South Korean accents. Uh, one is way more aggressive. That's because accents. North Korea is aggressive. Uh huh. Yeah. Is the reasoning there? I'm pretty sure they they must have different accents. Oh, I mean, I'm not contesting that they do. What I'm contesting is your ability to distinguish between a South Korean and North Korean accent. And you're still defending this? Guys, Asian rugs. <laughs> There's a line on this. Um, Gimme brain, assume the possession. Make me way smarter like you was a magician? Magician? Uh, that's the best trick I've ever heard, a magician making you smart. Yeah. If anything, they make you a chicken. Also, one of one of many uh, thinly veiled Wizard of Oz references throughout this. Uh, Gimme brain. Oh yes, we are <laughs> going to come to that. You know, there. obviously, like um, the uh, scarecrow. scarecrow. Yeah. yeah. On to the next track. Um, feeling myself with B. Onto. Finally, a response song to Jackson Brown's Rosie. Do either of you know that song? <laughs> song about masturbation, but male masturbation. Moving on to the next joke. <laughs> there has never been there has never been a song about female masturbation until now. Yeah. To the three people moments. out there who get that reference, um, they'll appreciate it. Yeah, I do not like this song. I like a good girl no. in my tax bracket. I don't like that wandering. <laughs> Some good lyrics here. I don't like that wandering synth in the background. It's incredibly annoying. This, it's maybe an all right song, but that's just distracting me the whole way through. The lyrics here are great, though. It's, there's a bit like wax on, wax off, though, and then I was just like, "Oh, Daniel, son, what has become of you?" <laughs> and there's another line More that references says, to things. "There's another bit that says taking trips with all them keys, car keys got bees." Really, I missed that line. What does that mean? There is a line as well where, like, I th- and it's Beyonce who sings it. She sings, uh, "Cooking up that bass, looking like a kilo." It's like Beyonce is singing about crack. Beyonce is singing about free bass and crack cocaine. This is like the biggest star in the world who's got a fairly clean cut image still, mm. you know? And she's she can just. Afford it oh, it's cut. Yeah, it's Yeah, it's cut. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that was, again, that was probably Beyonce, her. Like, um, uh, what's her name? Natasha Fierce character. Sasha Fierce. Natasha, Natasha Fierce. Natasha I've Fierce. her full name, <laughs> Natasha <laughs> Natasha, you knew it was something Russian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's literally my vocal yeah. process. Natasha, yeah. Sasha. Yeah. It's probably her. That character does freebase crack cocaine. Yeah, you would but think so. Beyonce, no, she's there, got a clean cut. There's a really good uh, Nikki line about coke as well, where she talks about, uh, was lying he, he in lo- oh, she makes a reference to uh, I'm in love with the cocoa by O.D. Yes, Genesis. That was great. That last yeah. verse that. is excellent. It's maybe my favorite favorite verse on this whole track but was that yeah. done under her alter ego which is like what is it roman well it's like roman, roman polanski roman. zonin <laughs> polanski or something zonin polanski yeah have you not heard of this I, I know like, i know there's roman, like there's i know there's roman uh roman, roman reloaded remix. was yeah, the name reloads, of her second yeah. album but i mean i don't think she would I call herself something up and zonin I'm, polanski so wouldn't it be zonin zonin reloaded <laughs> I don't know zoning. I think Roman. You don't. Is you don't mess with Zonin. I'm, I'm going to look it up. Talk about. Why are you looking up? This is first reference to Maybachs. I feel like this album has like a hundred references to cars. Yeah. In fact, I feel like I've heard more references to Maybachs than Maybachs have been made in the world. Like hip hop loves a Maybach. Hip hop 
does love Maybach. Looked up, guys. Roman Zolanski. Roman Zolanski. Well, that makes more Man sense. That makes more sense than Zolan, Zonin, Zonin Polanski. Zonin the Barbarian. Yeah, Zonin Polanski <laughs> made less sense than Roman Zolanski in the context of an album called Roman Reloaded. All I'm saying is, why, why is she picking him? What is she doing? That's not... These that's are the questions so that have to be asked. Yes. She's a big fan of Roman Polanski. <sighs> okay. She really. She lo- can't be a big fan of Listen, Roman Polanski. She loves Knife in the Water. All right. She just <laughs> thinks it's great. So much Chinatown. So- mm. Yeah. Yeah. On to the next track. Only. Oh God! I have so much to say about this track. <laughs> Can I just break down the story of this song, like in three yeah. lines? Because like, people might not know everything about this song. Nikki says, "Like I didn't fuck those two guys," and then Guy One's like. Well, I'd like to. Mm. Guy 2's like, me too, guys. <laughs> That's the whole song. Yeah. Oh, but even worse, Guy 2 is like... Um, Chris Brown? <laughs> no, Guy 2's no, Lil Guy Wayne. Oh, well, Lil Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Even worse, Lil Wayne is like, on on the track, which is on an Drunk. album where Meek Mill is on, insulting Meek Mill, ah. saying like, he is not fucking Nicki Minaj hard enough. Well, this was like kind of around about the start of Nikki and Meek going out, I think. So I don't mm. know, maybe, maybe giving. So it's okay to do. Again, <laughs> given, given Wayne the benefit of the doubt here. I did not look at the timeline. Wayne, Wayne is. I'm going to assume Wayne is too much of a gentleman <laughs> and too much of a friend to Nikki and Meek. To I, I presume they were going um, out at this point. There would have been a bold the, move. The more awkward thing for me in retrospect has been this year, obviously, has been the year of the massive beef between Drake mm. and Meek Mill. And yeah. so now, like, obviously, Nikki and Meek were a couple. And now you have Drake being like, yeah, I'd fuck her. <laughs> just give me a chance. Yeah. I'm just waiting on you to move away. Right. So the thing is, though, Chris Brown is on this track doing a vocal hook and he still doesn't come off like the most reprehensible guy on the track. <laughs> like, Drake is repugnant on this. I'm not a fan of Drake at the best of times. But oh my God, just every line is just like his skin crawling. <laughs> it's, a, it's not a good verse. I think this is the first time I've heard Lil Wayne rap as well. Does he always really? rap like a slack-jawed no, yokel? He, he's on... Is he not on Kanye? He's just like mumbling and well, I, I just don't remember. He's on. Him he does one. Like I think he is on one track with Kanye. I think mm. he's on a track on Graduation. I think he also had a line that's "I piss greatness like gold is yellow." Yeah, I had that written. Piss down. is yellow. Yeah. Like yeah. that's. <laughs> yeah, this track to me is very spooky. It's got this xylophone type sound on it, but it's very slow. Let me just play the start of it. It's not Glockenspiel. Glockenspiel. Spiel steel. So I'm imagining a skeleton playing it on his own ribs. Yeah. And usually when I imagine that, they're doing it very quickly. The fact it's very slow. Usually when you imagine that. Usually when I imagine a skeleton playing on its own ribs, it's quite fast. Right. It's just disturbingly slow. Something menacing about a skeleton just staring you in the eye yeah. and slowly beating on its ribs one at yeah. a time, just not breaking eye contact the entire time. I like one of the early lines from Nikki, where she does like an explicit setup for the word duct tape and then that is the lyric. Like she doesn't use duct tape. She's like, oh, it's just a setup to say duct tape. Mm. Yeah, she it's says that as well. Like that's, almost, that's part yeah. of the lyric. She says that was just a setup yeah. for duct tape. I don't think I've ever heard meta rap before. Mm. Yeah, I would like to hear more of it. I, Get on it, rap people. It's fascinating as well, just hearing throughout this album, all the things that Nicki Minaj compares her arse to. Because in the, I think in the, First, first song on the album. Maybe there's a track earlier where she compares it to a, a present, and then she compares it to a cupcake. All I was thinking is that she'd compare it to a red, red rose. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> Moving on. Oh, that, that really I Actually, before we leave this track, I also want to point out that it's really fucking creepy that Drake makes a reference to the Cosby show. Oh. <laughs> Let's go on to the next song. Once more. Again, a spook starts very spooky to me. Starts like a spooky video game to mm. me. Let's take a play a lot play, of Yeah, clips. we're not playing a lot of clips. Play mm. some more. That's because there's some like more. a million tracks. Some more. I want some more clips. Yeah. I will say it's almost a missed opportunity when she had that sunny line yeah. and it starts talking about Slim Shady. Mm-hmm. Bit of punch up for you, Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Well, I think like I think those are connected, though, right? I don't. I think she's just not made it that explicit. But make, it sure, explicit. Like, make it explicit. <laughs> you earn your ex- earn your explicit lyrics exactly. label, Nicki. Own it. Implicit <laughs> lyric warning, yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a pretty good song. It's yeah, samples samples Spandau Ballet. Mm, really? true by Spando Ballet. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Yes. Was it you that did that? Because I thought there was a producer called Christian Wards. Oh yeah, that's me. That's that's my hip hop alias. It's really shit. <laughs> I really need some bunch of work. It's like I was pushed. It was like, like when you asked me about A. Aronson. I was like, <laughs> just come up with the first name you can think of for your hip hop alias. It's like shit, Christian Ward. That's me. <laughs> I will say, um, a legitimate criticism actually from that perspective is. The reason I brought up Forgot About Dre is, and that's such a great song because that was released years after people had forgotten about Dre. This is a, <laughs> literally, this is quite early in her career to be like asserting such like um, uh, confidence and uh, belief in herself. And that that's fine. That's it's a big hip hop thing. But it's only like her third album. I think it might be a response to like when she released uh, Roman Reloaded, they got criticism for that being response, for yes. being so poppy, yeah. you know. Um, and I, so I think that maybe it's more a response to that. It's like, mm. oh no, like I can still do this. I can still rap uh, with the best of them, mm. you know. Uh, and I'm not just a pop star or whatever. <sighs> I, I do, uh, you know. Again, so fit. Just do it. Just shoot. Like, don't do a song where you're like explicitly saying that. Like, Dre and uh, that's meta. (laughs) She's demonstrating how good she is on the track, talking about how good she is. Show, don't tell. She did show on the song that she's telling about. She showed and told. Yeah, (laughs) she tells. (laughs) That's 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 the little used sort of uh, Hollywood thing. Show and tell. On to the next song, Four Door Aventador. I really like this one. This is an okay track, I think. I think it's well. I learned something about Lamborghini. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, but it's not my favorite track. But I think know. she's at her best when she's percussive. You know, when she gets to when she gets a beat that she can match vocally and you know kind of hit along with it rather than necessarily. I mean, she there's are tracks where she goes more melodic or and you know hmm. goes between rapping and singing. But I think when you get this reminded me of quite a lot of bees in the trap as well, where it's just hmm, yeah. it's quite minimal beat. It's heavy on percussion. Just lets her do her thing on top of it. I think that's when she really gets a chance to shine as a as a rapper. Hmm. Well, maybe you'll disagree with the next track because I thought the next track was pretty much the best song on the album. I, and there's more melodic. Yeah. Was this yeah. favorite? I've almost nothing to say. Yeah. I've, it's terrific as a quote. Yeah, I've not got much on favorite or by a heart to be honest. Well, I've got quite a bit on by a heart, um, but I don't have anything favorite because no. I just think it's a very good song. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. The second one to feature Jeremiah on the album. Jeremiah is very good on yeah. this album. On to 
the next Wizard of Oz. Yeah, so that is exactly. Yeah. That's why I said that as I was introducing it. Because I get to do it. I love stuff. Steal all the jokes. Yep. Um, yeah. For this, all I'm imagining is, hey, robot man, it's your cousin, John. Listen to this. It's a guy selling a heart. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, robot man. Robot Man, yeah. You know, that famous character from Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Robot Man. He has a robot, I'm sure. Yeah. Inspiration for people over They don't really clarify it. He's just just a pile of tin. Yeah, he's just made made from tin, but how's he walking around? Robot, yeah. Mm. And why does he need a heart? Like, does he have the rest of, like, his... uh, Circulatory system. So he wants to go from robot to cyborg? Is that that's basically the plot of Wizard of Oz? Yeah, it's like zero man. to hero. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from robot to cyborg. Uh-huh. It's like the robot wants to merge. It's like all hail the new flesh. The robot wants to merge like human and machine into some ungodly creation. Well, I would love a David Cronenberg version of humanity. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> Where he gets a real heart. He gets a real heart. And yeah, you see it in explicit detail. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, all of them get real internal this. organs. Yeah. Like, you know, the scarecrow gets a real brain. <laughs> and, like a cow's brain. Yeah. And, um, I don't know what the lion gets. Li- the lion gets courage by p- being put into like an actual fearful situation. You know, some yeah. kind of like Saw style survival horror situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where it's like, well, if you can survive this and you've really got courage. Or you can just cut it out of that guy and put it into yourself. <laughs> Courage, the alternative title for the movie Saw. Courage, the cowardly lion. Um, anyway, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Nicki Minaj. Yeah. yeah, this is the track with Meek Mill on it. Mm, uh, yes. And it kind of reminds me of, again, going back to the whole kind of idea of it being influenced by uh, Beyonce's self-titled album, it reminds me a bit of like Drunken Love or maybe even Crazy mm, in Love, yeah. where it's like kind of, or- not origin story, but it's very much like making the relationship public, like a famous mm. relationship, yeah. celebrity couple relationship, and it's making it public and putting mm. some details out there. And this is kind of about the start of them. There's a line especially about that. The moral of the story, not to speak on that. Martin yeah. Chris, would you like to speak on that? <laughs> well, no, Don't the moral of the story is not to speak on that. So I'm not going to go against you that. You can speak on the line about not speaking on that. I think it would be distasteful for me to speak on that after she's explicitly asked us not to. It's um, weird that she's saying that on the song where she did mm. that. Or Meek Mill was explicitly saying that. Ah, too, right. So. Yeah, just cut it out then if that's the lesson. <laughs> Why talk about not wanting to talk about something? Uh-huh. On to the next one. Trinity Down Girls featuring a hilariously named man, Lunch Money Lewis. All yeah. I'm thinking during listening to that was Adrian Brody's Jamaican accent on SNL that got <laughs> oh, yeah. banned. Reggae man. <laughs> this is my favourite track on the album though. I really love it's this It's a good track. song. Yeah. It wouldn't be my favourite, but it's a pretty good song. Um, but I thought it was cool that, like, because obviously um, Nicki Minaj is from like, where, where, where Trinidad. Is she from? Trinidad, yeah. Trinidad, so it yeah. was, so it was nice to have like that kind of uh, bit of dancehall in there and kind mm. of you know a look back at like you know her own musical heritage mm. or whatever. Um, we always hear about Trini dads, but what about Trini, Trini mum? Have you wrote that down? Nope, just right, came up okay. with it. That's I'll let that slide down. <laughs> yeah. What is the rule on doing Jamaican accents though? Because it seems like a lot of people do them in hip hop songs now. I think Lunch Money Lewis is from Trinidad. Yeah, yeah I think he's an actual dancehall yeah. artist. And I'm, I, I, so I don't know okay. much about Trinidad. I'm presuming it's kind of a similar accent, but there seem all there the are, same to you. There are yeah. North Korea, no North Korea, Korea, South Korea, which There's I know no explicitly the rocks. difference. Yeah. Um, but. Um, 
yeah, like like they're doing Jamaican accents. There's de- there's definitely been hip hop artists that have put on Jamaican accents and they've mm. been from nowhere near Jamaica. But name is one. that fine? Name and one. also, name one. Why are people? Name one. And also, I've moved on. <laughs> the time for our. I had to name one. You, was, you got nope. You, Maybe <laughs> after this question. And also, why do people not put on any other accents? Like, you, there's not people putting on like Welsh accents and songs. And why not? Nicki Minaj kind of Goldie Looking Chain put on a few Welsh accents. Yeah. <laughs> But they're from Wales, right? Yeah, but they still, still a Welsh accent. Yeah, but it seems like if you are going to be like, because it's fun putting on accents and rapping. Nicki so Minaj does do a British that? accent. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay, we've given an example. Now back to your giving somebody doing a uh, Jamaican accent. Oof, I don't. I don't even want to say just the case they are from Jamaica, because <laughs> even that seems racist to me. There must be some. Don't like worry. Who, who was Adrian Brody introducing on SNL? Uh, Sean Paul. Right. He is actually from Jamaica? Is Jamaican. Jamaican. Yeah. It's definitely not an example I'm thinking of. Don't worry. We'll just cut it out if you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. On to the next song. Um, now, this song is about feeding snakes, and I'm not going to <laughs> listen to any other arguments. Feels like Crocodile Dundee should be in this. <laughs> Call that a snake. I really do think Baby Got Back is a great song. So I'm more than happy with this song. Sure. I think I, I don't think it's a great song, but no. I think it's pretty good. Um <laughs> I was listening back to listening back to Baby Got Back uh-huh. explicitly for this. And not had the opening dialogue. Yeah. When's the last time you heard that? Long, not for a long time, but I am aware that that's what sampled here. Although she changes, oh my god, to oh my gosh, which is hilarious because it's yes. like, <laughs> it's like, oh, let's play down, you know, let's let's make it more demure or whatever in this song about massive arses. <laughs> um, I, I wasn't even planning on playing this, but just as I was saying it, um, I thought it must be a good idea to do this. Listen to the dialogue, of course, but listen to. What must be like post production, like winds blowing in the background for no reason. Oh my god, Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends who understands those rap guys. It's for atmosphere. It's it's happening outside. It's on the streets, the rough streets. Uh, hilariously as well though like someone I saw a tweet pointing out that um, oh my god Becky look at her butt passes the Bechdel test (laughs) (laughs) oh that's really amazing (laughs) yeah and then after they do that dialogue and this song they cut to a school bell yeah like that's not on the original track at all like that's very weird Maybe she's going to... Maybe it's a fire alarm. (laughs) Maybe it's a fire alarm. I'm sorry. There's an anaconda loose in the school. (laughs) The the anaconda bell. The snake bell. Yeah. I do like the image of an anaconda eating buns, though. Like cupcakes. That's their diet. And then you see, like, the outline of them go in comically. And it's like (laughs) like little uh, humps. Martin, I'm I'm very aroused right now. (laughs) This is like... Guess what publication called this the worst song of all time? Uh, Pitchfork. Cracked. The London Economist <laughs> wrote five paragraphs. This, like, almost... It I'd love it if they didn't more do music it. reviews. And this was the first one, just the, like, page seven, just yeah. uh, Anaconda, don't. <laughs> and then, like, those five paragraphs. Anaconda, don't. Paragraph two, want. <laughs> None. <laughs> Unless, you know, every paragraph is just one word from, yeah. from the song. Yeah. Um, yeah. On to the next song. Um, 
The Knight is still young. Um, title sounds like it came from a Bruce Springsteen title generator or something. This is very bland. Yeah, this is like all bland rock songs and like the last few are piano ballads. It feels like this is this racist, but like this feels like a song for the white fans. Is that it, racist? It's, it sounds like it has nothing to do with Nicki Minaj. Yeah, it's, it's the biggest sop to the top forty, I think, on the mm. album. It's the one that sounds was like this the one most that was made for top forty radio. Was this the one that was the single? No, the, the next single? Pills and Potions was the lead single, and yeah. I wrote for that 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 feels like her doing someone else's song, and that was the lead single. But yeah, all, all of these feels like, and I guess it's like it's an hour long album. Like you say, it's kind of schizophrenic. You've just had like Anaconda, and now it's mm. into like the ballads. Yeah. Like this is more of but a rock song. Still young. Um, on to the next track, Pills and Potions. Yeah, so that was the lead single we talked about. Right, just seems yeah. like she's doing someone else's song. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't have much to say about it apart from this. I guess kind that, of decent. Maybe that does make sense as, the, as her lead single if she's trying to say like, oh look, this is me doing something a bit different rather than just uh, that, you know releasing Anaconda or something. Yeah. Where everyone's like, oh, that's the big Nicki Minaj track. It kind of fits better with the first couple of tracks, the emotional tracks, I guess. Hilariously, though, the first verse, which is kind of like a diss or you know is aimed at you know a, a specific target and that's a the, disrespect a disrespect sorry again sorry i don't want to get too technical here um and alienate listeners um is, is you know <laughs> if anyone has any questions and answers uh about wait hold on john's got a wee joke here about aliens i think <laughs> right go on say it the alien eight the alien eight like the hateful eight <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> that's that's just not even a pun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just two words that have been put together. Like I love John's I love John's comedy these the days. The alien ate what, John? The yeah. alien ate what? The, the he, there's no answer. Tarantino film oh, Alien yeah. Eight. I mean that's the reference. I love John's comedy these days. But what is did just the alien eat? association. Yeah. There's no second level. Eight aliens go to a cabin. <laughs> right. Um, you want to so, move on yeah. to Bed of Lies then? Yeah. John, I've actually got one of your notes here. Our notes must have got mixed up. Uh, it says, Bed of Lies. Hey, that's what a bed's for, right? Lies. Lying down. Lying down in a bed, yeah. Mm. I wrote that down too. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yes. See what I mean? Like our <laughs> notes have got have got confused, so Yeah. It just seems so like it's it's a very forced pun the way that this is put into the song because obviously it's about lying as well as and lying to someone. Mm. But it's, so is that where it goes lie down in your bed and you're like yeah all right your bed of lies. <laughs> it's like oh no you got me. I was about to lie down in my bed and then you just said it was a bed of lies. Oh I guess that's it. Again yeah. meta hip hop. Yeah. yeah it's a bit of a hackneyed uh, simile I guess. Yeah again is- hip hop producers are trying to get me to think that Skylar Grey is a good musician. I was about She's to not. say that. Oh my god, Skylar Grey has wrecked so many hip-hop tracks. It's like, like quite annoying that she's turning up on albums yeah. I want to listen well, to. Well, it's another example of this tendency to go towards like big over-emotive, you know, mm. like singer-songwriters or whatever for hooks. Um, Thank you, Alex okay. the Kid. Mm. Yeah. Alex the Kid. 
I mean, like, I have a list this of... This just sounds like Mumford and Sons to me, yeah. basically. It sounded like Coldplay to me. It is a piano battle, but as soon as Nicky's verse kicks in, I thought that that moment was great just because it is such a mm. contrast to what, yeah. to what was going on. She's I think, with a hard verse. Yeah, I think Nicky's good on it, but, like, Skylar Grey has never improved a hip-hop track. <laughs> like, here's a partial Only list. Ruined. A partial <laughs> list. So, Dr. Dre's I Need a Doctor from the abortive attempt... Uh, uh, the single? Re- rehab. Yeah, the single that he, from the album that he was so displeased with that he ended up scrapping and making Compton instead uh, Lupe oh, Fiasco's oh. Words I Never Said uh, she wrote Love the Way You Lie by Eminem and Rihanna which is awful and um, she she actually this is not hip hop but she wrote two songs on the debut album of Brie Larson the actress <laughs> currently uh, getting so, Oscar buzz for uh, Room uh, for and Star Short Term 12 yeah <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's that's what it's I like. That's like a bottom B Larson, B Larson, B Larson. Yeah, but she was a, like a teen pop star before she was an actor, mm. and she released an album maybe about like ten years ago. And Sky Grey apparently wrote a couple of tracks on it. Feels like they should have spaced these songs out a bit more though, because that's is this the second sort of ballady type yeah. song, and then there's two more piano ballads. Yeah, that that's kind of how it felt like in the sort of middle area there's a lot of like bombastic hip hop yeah. ones in the middle and starts with like all emotional ones mm. they could have variety that out yeah my they- my favourite Skylar Grey <coughs> lyric on this one which uh by which I mean the absolute worst Skylar Grey lyric on this one is um a thousand count and not a single thread of truth <laughs> oh Jesus a thousand capital <laughs> no I say a thousand count sheets and not a single thread of truth oh I'm imagining her with like a brainstorming sheet of like <laughs> pillows, bedding, like just trying yeah. to get a more bed metaphors. Yeah. But we'll use this somehow, yeah. But Nikki does have the amazing light. It's just because it's like so kind of relatively obscure. Where she says, "This ain't how to be a player. You ain't Bill Bellamy," which is a reference yeah, to a film that Def Jam yeah. produced in the mid in the mid nineties called uh, "How to how be, to a, be player, a Player," which starred Bill Bellamy. Um, but it's like that's a weird reference for Nicki Minaj to pull. I, out. Oh, I'm going to like, assume she wrote that rather than Skylar Grey. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. On to Pil- pillow fight. That could have been something. Could have been something. Let's go on to the fighters. Pillows and potions. Pillows, Pillows and, and potions. potions yeah. That would be good. Yeah. Maybe grand piano. Grand, grand piano. piano. This is a Bruce Hornsby Again, song, kind basically. Again, kind of a yeah. meta thing. Or it sounds like a Disney song, also. It sounds exactly like about a sad piano. <laughs> I just want to be a grand <laughs> yeah. piano. Can the we listen to a little bit of that? Coots. It does sound very like Disney music. Co-produced by Will I Am. Oh, I'll, I'll also listen to the delivery when she says piano in the chorus. It mm. is super weird. Well, I was actually I was actually going to play the start too because the start of this sounds exactly like Elliot Smith's late. Oh, oh, you're thinking of Benfolds? Benfolds, yeah, that's about, about Elliot Smith. Yeah, just melodically, that's very similar to Bruce Hornsby style of piano playing. Apart from that little twinkle at the end, he never does that. <laughs> It just sounds you know. really weird. It doesn't. It really cuts against the grain of the rest of the song. I feel like yeah. there must be a better instrument she could have chose that would have ended that vocal delivery better than piano. That's just not a nice I like uh, vocal syllable to end on. I don't know. This is actually the first Nicki Minaj album I've listened to start to end. As I say, I generally am. Um, on side with Nicki Minaj as a pop star as a rapper as a figure like I like that she's out there I like that she 
is doing something like I think fairly unique in that she's trying to cross between you know pop and hip hop and mm. you know but not in a way that's kind of like a watered down version of either and when she goes pop she really goes mm. super sugary pop and when she super goes hip hop yeah and when she goes hip hop she really goes hard and is technically amazing mm. and you know can compete with literally anyone else who's out there yeah, just I now in terms yeah. of flow and, and vocabulary and delivery Jeez, and, on yeah one track exactly yeah um so well we yeah, are kind of at our ratings then so mm. would you like well we don't have any love dislike <coughs> I, hate I'm not going to talk about any of the b-sides there are b-sides but I do think there's a couple of them my edition doesn't have those car key b-sides I'm not going to talk about any of them but there are car key b-sides not going to talk about any of the b-sides but um, there's a couple of them that are much better than tracks on this album yeah I think as I say this album was an hour and seven I was mm-hmm. not going to listen to because they had like six tracks I believe I think it goes up to 23 with the yeah, full list. Fuck that. <laughs> like, that, this, as I say, this wasn't a drag mm. to get through. Um, but do you know the length of the album? 107. One hour seven. Six, six minutes, 51 seconds. Almost the number of the beast. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Do you want to go on to ratings then? On to ratings. Um, so let's start with you, Chris. Yeah. What we do, if you remember correctly, I don't even know if we did this correctly with your album, Ghostface. I think we did, because I think I was um, um, upbraided for trying to find some middle ground between two ratings. Mm. Maybe. So Are you talking about the second part of the yeah, question? Yeah. No, like, like, so oh. there's a second part where it's like, did they artistically achieve? Yes oh, or no? right, yeah. yeah, so like, dislike, love or hate, or and also. Or and did, also. Or and also, did they achieve what they want in the album or not? Uh, yeah, no, I like it. Uh, I think, like, I think she probably did artistically achieve what she wanted to on it. I think, like, I think, as I say, Nicki Minaj knows exactly what she wants to do with her music. I think this is probably, like, the most that she's been able to successfully combine the two to date, like, the kind of the pop side and the hip-hop side Mm. without being too alienating to either fan base, you know? Oh, God. I'm so sorry for saying alienating again. eyes are open (laughs) so wide. Um, But, yeah, and while, you know, I I would probably personally, just uh, my own personal tastes, I would probably prefer that she focused more on hip-hop because, as I say, I think she's great as a rapper and, like, when she gets really percussive, I really enjoy that. Mm. Um, I think, like, just in terms of accomplishing what she's out to do, uh, it's, yeah, no, I think she absolutely fulfills it. I think I was... My main surprise with this is having only been fam- really familiar with Anaconda as a single before yeah. this. That that's the the kind of the aberration on this album. That that's the one that doesn't sound like anything else on the album. Mm. That uh, it's quite subdued and Trini and Girls so, sounds very different, but it still works. Yeah, oh, it totally works. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I think there are still like kind of you know songs that work as kind of bangers in their own right or whatever that aren't necessarily part. But then, like, but there's as I also say, the mash. Yeah. The monster the, mash, the monster bangers mash, and the, mash. the bangers and mash. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Good contribution there. I'd I'd agree with you on on that. I think she did achieve, like basically for those reasons. I'm on the fence about where to say like or dislike. It was easy to listen to, and there was easy it, listening. It wasn't. It was easy listening, and um, I wasn't bummed out. And there was parts that I enjoyed, but. I don't think I can say like because I'm not sure if there's any songs I'd go back to and listen specifically 
and there's like ghostiness songs that I would go back to and listen specifically to and have done so. But for this, I'm not. Re- I'm not going to go listen to Anaconda. I'm not going to listen to ed- any of the, the other uh, tracks. So I'm going to have to say dislike. I think. Mm. That Jay Ajeev. Yeah, so I'm saying yeah, yes. Yeah. What um, about you? <coughs> I th- I think like um, th- there are plenty of songs I think are really good. And I would well go back and listen to. Um, but if I it, at one point I thought mm, maybe I'll end up loving this album and then it just sort of falls apart. I feel like this could have been like a seminal album, but it like just gets undercut like halfway through it, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah, it's certainly no. We talked about Blueprint earlier, and mm. we're but and we're saying like yeah, this is kind of like her version, and it's like really true to her. But I don't think it's anywhere near as good as the Blueprint, for instance. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like and I. I don't really know what she wanted to achieve. I think she wanted to achieve going back to her hip-hop roots, and I think she probably did achieve on that front. So, yeah, she probably achieved what she wanted. Um, excellent. Chris, do you want to plug anything? Do I want to plug anything? Uh, no. <laughs> I, have, okay. I have very little. End of the show. Anything. Goodbye. Where, End of the show. Where can people find you online? Can uh, find you on Twitter? Me, yeah, on Twitter. Uh, I am Chris Hello, uh, and I have you post a funny fun, tweets. Sure. People should try. Um, do have my own podcast, which hasn't been updated in a long time, but if anybody fancies checking it's out... It's been such a long time. Wow. Wow. Fascinating. <laughs> the interruptions today. Yeah. Um, really letting loose. Yeah. That's called Senior Video. It's Let a loose film. From the news. <laughs> During don't the plugs section. We don't know what will cheer you up, though. It's like a fucking minefield. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect way to yeah. describe me and John's relationship <laughs> for the last few years. Just walking on eggshells yeah. that explode. Anyway, podcast. continue plugging your stuff and maybe John <laughs> yeah. can stay quiet for one fucking second. <laughs> podcast is called Senior Video. We haven't had any new episodes up in a long time, but if anybody fancies checking out the back catalog, seniorvideopod.com. It's on iTunes. John's want to interrupt again. I'm, again, I've got his notes here. John yeah. wants to say, is it about a Mexican guy called Senior Video? You're not the first person to have asked that. There is yeah. a pal of mine who genuinely thinks every time he listens to it that the podcast is called Senior Video. Senior Video. And he pictures me like twirling a moustache and wearing a sombrero. And other casually racist stereotypes. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for coming on. Cheers for having me. Thank you. Goodbye. End of episodes. Interesting Choice is a production for the Hat on Dog Network. For more information, visit hatondog.com.